The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. the z-ball podcast and our preview of the 2021 western conference semifinals the playoff matchups are now set for the conference semifinals after the clippers game seven win today over the mavericks they eked it out they came back from 2-0 and recording this on a late sunday afternoon in southern california joining me to discuss the western conference semifinals matchups we got Jay. What up, Jay? How's it going? Doing well, man. How about yourself? Doing well. Exciting basketball uh, today. The Hawks, uh, Sixers game, and then the Clippers game seven. That was the best series, in my opinion, of the first round. Ended up being closer than it should have, in my opinion. But nonetheless, all the conference semifinals matchups are now set. So always, I, I believe, when we have you on, just because you are a Laker fan, uh, we we discussed the Lakers, so I think we'll start with the Lakers. Obviously, you saw that Lakers were in control of that series in the game four, up twelve, and then Davis goes down with that strained groin, and then completely the that that game shifts and the entire series. Phoenix goes up at halftime, wins game four, and then basically uh, wins game five and game six comfortably without Davis on the floor for the most part. So is it just as simple as that, Jay? The the Davis injury derailed the Lakers' playoffs hopes. I think so. You know, injuries are part of the game, but it's unfortunate. Davis been hurt all year, and it goes back to when he first uh, got traded. You, you had questions: Is he going to be, you know, injury prone, which he's always been? And this year, more than ever, I think he missed like thirty games in the regular season, thirty yeah. plus games. Yeah. Um, you know, we came back, he kind of find his groove and the, the game Lakers won. He was like, I think he dropped 30 plus points. And yeah. I, I believe game, game, game two, he, he was very dominant from what I remember. Yeah. It, you know, he was, he was kind of hitting his stride, you know, and then, you know, it pulled that groin, uh, right from the jump ball. You can tell he, he just wasn't right. Uh, at the way back game six, uh, why he was out there in the first place is kind of questionable, but. Yeah, you know, I think if they were healthy, they would have. They would have took them. I think in in five. I think you know they were kind of rolling in that game four. Once, yeah, that uh, game four. I, I I believe they were up at by twelve points in the second quarter, and then Phoenix had a small lead by by the time it got to halftime. So. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I was watching that game. Yeah, they were like uh, getting some momentum. LeBron got that nice uh, dunk off the backboard. They were, they were kind of hitting their groove, and I thought they were going to win comfortably. But obviously, like once Davis are down, it kind of just deflated them a little bit. But even then, uh, they still kept it competitive towards the end. But they just they had enough to you know, pull out the victory. Then they got blown out game five and six, basically. Yeah, so now, now you see a lot of, uh, of people, not myself included, questioning the Lakers' run from last season, 2020. So... 
What are kind of your thoughts there? Obviously, they got a lot of rest to before they went in the bubble, and then they got kind of ca- counteracted with the short amount of rest they had going into the season, which led to all the the injuries and so forth. In my opinion, and kind of the the all the minutes they had they had to log and stuff. So, what's kind of your thoughts on some of the people or the criticism that? the Lakers are taking from the 2020 run. So a lot of people are, I think a lot of people, in my opinion, if they, if you haven't already heard of it, are probably going to be illegitimizing the, the 2020 run. Yeah. You know, I think Jay Crowder was kind of throwing a little shade at them as well during the series saying it was like a fake championship or something. But I mean, that was one of the more difficult championships being the bubble with all this stuff going down. But I, I think it's still a legit championship, you know? And okay. We still count the lockdown seasons and everything. So yeah, I I definitely agree. It's a, a legitimate championship. Uh, I wasn't one. Of, I'm not one of the people that's gonna uh, disparage or diminish it. But I, I'm just saying, just because LeBron is so polarizing, I think a lot of people are gonna go to that narrative uh, of oh, yeah, kind of dis- disparaging sure. that, undermining that 2020 run, and and I I think I think you've already heard probably the Western Conference, the Welcome to the West. Uh, Finally loses in the first round, LeBron. So, yeah, uh, I yeah, mean, LeBron gets criticized on a different level than other players. You know, uh, I, I was watching some sports shows and he's just asking, like, "Oh, does this this um, does this first round exit uh, impact his legacy?" Yeah, I don't think any other player, like <laughs> what age thirty six, eighteen years in, fourteen and one in the first round. And even now, they're still saying, does it impact his legacy? I think his legacy is set, in my opinion. Yeah, you you heard the term what before big games like, is this is this so and so's ex ex player's legacy on the line tonight? I don't think I've heard that more for any player than LeBron. <laughs> so just, yeah, just it, it, eighteen his years in, and he's still hearing it. Like, <laughs> does this affect his legacy? And no, it does not. Uh, his legacy is set. Yeah, for sure it is. So yeah, just going back to the Lakers roster construction, it seems like. Uh, just throughout the season, Schroeder and Harrell, I mean, they did not get comfortable kind of with their roles. So what do you see kind of going forward for them, like in building the roster for next season? What do you see Rob Palenka and some of the other Laker brass doing to get them ready for yeah. a full off season and going into the 2021-2022 season? You know, my thing, right when the Lakers lost, I think it left more questions than answers. Like, you know, what, what are the Lakers really going to do? Um, you know, with COVID, I think Dennis Schroeder... Uh, had to quarantine himself at least twice in the season. Yeah, they never really got a lot of playing time together. So, and then I thought they misused uh, Montrez. Honestly, when he played, he was playing pretty well. But I think once they got Andre Drummond, it kind of threw in the you know, Andre Drummond, Marcus Saul, Harrell, and then it just kind of created. Yeah, I mean, it was that, a consistent lineup. That Drummond thing was a he was a good buyout guy, but it it kind of created uh, like some also some uh, difficulties with Davis as well, in my opinion. Kind of just with the, yeah. the playing style, and then also kind of just yeah, like you said with Schroeder and Harrell. I mean, I think Frank Vogel emphasized defense more. I think that's probably why they didn't use Harrell as much as they sh- probably should have, just for that offensive oomph. Just because I, I, you went back to last season in the bubble. I mean, when Harrell left, and then he got absolutely demolished uh, by Jokic, and he was pretty much a liability for the Clippers, and. He didn't even play well offensively for the Clippers in the bubble last season. So, oh yeah, yeah I remember that. So I, I think maybe that's really kind of the only explanation as to why he didn't get more run or kind of a bigger role. And then you can kind of see from himself as well, like he's 
throwing out like cryptic tweets as well. I think after game four, or I believe he, th- he threw out like a cryptic tweet. Uh, like, uh, there's nothing worse in, than wasted fucking time. Something like that. Something along those lines. So, yeah, I didn't see that, but I'm not surprised, man. People always throwing these cryptic tweets, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I think LeBron does that as well. So. Yeah, LeBron is the king of that, going back to, especially, it's, it, that pretty much started for LeBron when he, in Cleveland on his second stint when he was directing a lot of it at Kevin Love, it looked like. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, I remember that. But, you know, I think the short and off season, which I think right in the beginning, he said, man, this is a really short off season for them. Um, just not a lot of rest time. What was it? Uh, I think it's like eight months ago they won the championship, right? Yeah, they won. They so, won the championship, I believe, October eleventh. That was Game Six, and then the season started December twenty second, I believe, or twenty third, some some something along those lines. Yeah, it was a so, very yeah. short off season. That's um, but it's, it's eight weeks you think or ten weeks. The finals teams, uh, they're both out in the first round. Yeah, I mean, and then if you expand that further, three of the four conference finalists are eliminated too, if you include Boston in there, so. Yeah, 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 definitely. And then, of course, Phoenix make a second round. I mean, I think they just played in the bubble, right? They didn't actually get into playing. Yeah, Phoenix played in the bubble last season. They won all eight games, but they didn't even make the playing game. Yeah, so. Yes, I don't know it's it's unfortunate, but with a healthy, um, even you know, LeBron didn't look right. You know. Yeah, LeBron. I mean, uh, it's probably a combination of him being thir- thirty six and a half, and then also that high ankle sprain. I mean, he's never really had major injuries like that. I mean, the two most significant uh, decimating injuries to so in his career have been with the, his tenure with the Lakers. The three seasons has been with the Lakers. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of is that due to father time or is that just bad luck? Because that ankle injury, right? He just rams into his ankle. Yeah, I mean, that was. I think anyone that had that type of injury is gonna struggle coming back. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be a combination of bad luck, but I mean. And then, I mean, just, like, age as well, father time, and then, I mean, but, yeah, I mean, you look at his entire career, he's never really had any these types of injuries. I mean, yeah. even that even that one in 18, I, I think he missed, like, I think 27 games in that season, but I think at least, like, probably, like, 7 to 10 of those games were probably just, like, the Lakers are out of contention, they don't really have much of a chance of the playoffs, so... Yeah, he's just gonna yeah, shut. He's exactly. just gonna shut it down for that season, which I I I think he did. So yeah, but uh, with the healthy AD, I think they would have taken the five honestly because they were they were in the control. I thought they were, I thought they were going to kind of pull. Yeah, that I mean, game I mean you look at Game Three when they won at home. I mean, LeBron was basically toying with Jay yeah, Crowder, yeah, <laughs> and then and then yeah. it was just like a quick reversal of fortune. Like basically after Davis got injured, and then. Phoenix pretty much just controlled the the entire series, the pace, the tempo, everything after that. So, yeah, but you know, injuries are part of the game. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's unfortunate for uh, that they weren't able to have a deeper run and d- defend their championship. But yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. I just guess wasn't the, Lakers' year, man. Yeah, it wasn't Lakers' year. I guess slight silver lining is that they get a full uh, off season. LeBron Davis can rest, and they can be ready for. Hopefully, a regular NBA calendar next season. So. Yeah, but you know, already they're going to be. Or I'm sure they're going to be talking about like what does LeBron have to do to get back on track? Getting to year 19, he's just like <laughs> he still has something to prove. Yeah, I, I guess that, that's, that's just crazy, that's right? just the, the nature, the polarizing nature of LeBron, like you said, and then 
just kind of the today's twenty four seven sports cycle uh, media news media outlets as well. So combination yep. of both of that. So well, I mean, we'll see how it looks. Uh, Rob Palenka has has the work cut out for him uh, for the off season. So. We'll see what they do. Obviously, the coaching staff is going to be the same. The core is going to be the same. It's just what they do kind of with some of those role guys. Uh, uh, Harrell has a player option, I believe. and then I think so, yeah. Schroeder's a free agent. Schroeder is a free agent. He turned down a four-year, $85 million extension from the Lakers earlier this season. So That's nuts, man. Yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's got... I'm not. I'm sure someone's going to pay him more than that, right? Is he eligible eligible for a, a bigger contract? They they turned it down. Yeah, I don't know if he's eligible than something bigger than that, just because I don't. But I could see the Knicks running out, going after him, just because they have a lot of cap space, and then I could see some other team. I mean, throwing some money his way, you know. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt. Um, we'll see if he actually wants to stay. But I think you you called it already. Already, he's he's gone. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think he's gone. I, I don't I don't see the Lakers kinda like just just paying paying him that much. I mean or giving him something better than they already offered, so Exactly. So I don't know. So like I said, a lot more questions and answers after these. Yeah, for sure. Play, uh, we'll we'll see how those questions are answered by Palinka moving forward. So Yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. But anyway, right. good good. You know. Good luck to the Suns, man. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of the Suns, let's get into the the conference semifinals matchups for the West. Now that they're both officially set, so the Suns, the two seed, taking on the three seed Denver Nuggets. Uh, Suns coming off obviously, as we discussed, a four two win over the Lakers after the Davis injury, and the, the Nuggets coming off a pretty exciting series win four two as well over a six seeded Portland Trailblazers. So, what do you see for your, this series, and uh, who do you got winning? Man, I, th- I think it's going to be a good series, you know. Um, I wish I had Jamal Murray was playing. I think if Jamal Murray was playing, I would feel more confident uh, in Denver. Yeah, I mean, Denver would have been probably a, a title favorite, I mean, if Jamal Murray was playing, right? I would think so. so. I think so. But Michael Porter Jr., since he went down, he kind of, his playoffs, I've been noticing his numbers, he's, he stepped it up. Yeah, I mean, he has an expanded role, more touches, so uh, that's kind of just, he's the natural second guy now with Murray out after Jokic. And then you see Monte Morris kind of stepped up for them. They got an Austin Rivers game. <laughs> they got they got Aaron Gordon in the mix as well, so just... Yeah, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I'll probably say Denver and six, man. Denver and six, okay. Yeah. yeah, this series begins tomorrow with Game One. Uh, I'm gonna have to lean Phoenix. Uh, just I, I think Chris Paul uh, is uh, somewhat healthy, or I mean, better than he was in I guess Game Two and Three versus the Lakers. And just kind of Phoenix is uh, kind of veteran, kind of mixed with that young, young kind of core they have with Aiton, Mikal Bridges, Devin Booker. I mean, I'm a big fan of Mikal Bridges. I, I think he's like one of the ultimate like premier three three and d guys i think he's set for a big payday once uh, his free agency comes along and i think phoenix just too much moxie veteran know-how with chris paul combined with kind of the scoring of booker mikhail bridges deandre Ayton. obviously Jokic is going to ball out michael porter i think is going to play well but i just think with jamal murray out and kind of Denver not at complete full strength. I think 
I got to give Phoenix the edge, and I'll say in seven games. And it'll Chris, be interesting because DeAndre Ayton had was like coming out party against the Lakers. Yeah, he did. He just I mean, having whatever he wanted, but he's going. I think he's going to guard uh, uh, Joker, right? Yeah, he's gonna have to guard Jokic, and then he's gonna have to come out a lot more, I think, uh, than he as he did, uh, than he oh, did yeah. in the Lakers series, like kind of with their, with Jokic spreading the floor, and then kind of with their, some of their other, like game plan, the way the Nuggets play with a lot of pick and roll and a lot of like three point shooting and stuff. So, it's it'll be interesting to see if he has an effective series against them as much as the Lakers, because once Anthony Davis went down, we knew well, when Anthony Davis was there. Yeah, he's still game one, I think he, he had like 20, so 20, 22 points, I believe, on like 10 shots or something like that. So. Yeah, it was a uh, coming out party for the Phoenix Suns, man. Yeah. But I don't know, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see if uh, Chris Paul can stay healthy. You know, he's the engine, man. Yeah, Before Chris general, Paul, I mean, uh, that's that's always the, that's pretty much the question of his career so far. He always gets injured at the most unfortunate times, at the worst times oh, yeah. in the season. And then you kind of thought that that was kind of the case again when he got injured. And then yeah, exactly. there was a, a more unfortunate for injury for them on the other side that propelled him through. And then he got a little more healthy. He didn't have, like, a stellar, like, like superb performances. But he, he did enough to kind of just control the tempo, the pace. And then Booker went off for them in game six, the first half. Oh, yeah. 33 oh, points. Yeah. That, that was, <laughs> yeah, he was just shooting the lights out. And then, yeah, I, I just, I just kind of see them, yeah having the slight advantage without Murray. And then I see them winning in seven games and moving on to the conference finals. Should be a good, uh, tough series. Yeah, it should be a fun series. I, I said Milwaukee-Brooklyn is probably the best series. And then this is probably number two, in my opinion, Phoenix and Denver. So I think it's going to be a lot of good cross matches, a lot of uh, good veteran uh, play by, by Chris Paul, and then kind of just... Versus Jokic as well, the the most likely the likely MVP of this season and kind of moving into the prime of his career. So it should be a fun matchup. A lot of skilled players on both sides, and looking forward to watching it tomorrow, starting with Game One. Right on, yeah. All right, we disagree on that one. So let's see what we see for the second uh, matchup uh, in the conference final semifinals. Excuse me, in the Western Conference. The four-seeded Los Angeles Clippers uh, coming off a 4-3 uh, first-round win over the Mavericks, barely just eking it out, losing the first two games at home, losing Game 5 at home, and then uh, barely winning the series. Uh, moving on to take on the one-seeded Jazz, who had a uh, pretty comfortable road other than Game 1 against uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. They beat them 4-1. So, what do you see for this series, and who who do you see taking it? I think it'll be a good series as well. You know, um, I, I say Clippers in six, man. Clippers in six, okay. Clippers in six. You know, I think they kind of got over that hump when they were down over two. I was like, man, are they are they mentally tough enough to kind of yeah. get out that hump? You know, because last year they had like a lot of questions, like are they mentally tough enough? And I didn't think they were honestly. I thought after being down uh, oh two, losing the first two home games, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm not sure if they can pull it out but you know they did they showed their their mental toughness so yeah, I, I, mean, honestly, I like the clippers in this series honestly. okay clippers in six you got the clippers in, yeah i mean after they went down oh two i mean you had to kind of question and then even in game three they went down 30 to 11 in that game so that was just 
it, it was kind of like a gut check moment at that at that point. I mean, I, I, I told you this, message you this, that after they went down 0-2, the way like Dallas was shooting it, it r- reminded me a lot of that 2011 series when Dallas swept the Lakers. Phil Jackson's oh, don't last, remind me that one, man. <laughs> don't remind me about that Phil one. Phil Jackson's last, out, last series as a head coach. I and and then like the game the way Dallas came out firing game three at home, their first kind of like playoff game in front of like a full like packed house, like eighty percent capacity eighty uh, percent of their capacity, it looked like it was headed in the wrong direction. I mean, it was looking very ugly for the Clippers and then they settled down. They got they got on a run. They took I, I believe they took the lead or they cut it to two by the end of the first, and then from there, they Kawhi kind of just took that game over. Paul George played as well in that game as well. They shot the three ball well, and then they were able to blow out in game four against the Mavs uh, on the road. And then, aside from game four, I think all six, all all the other six games were very intriguing games very close games in that series so that was fun to watch but as a clipper fan i mean it was very uh uh heart-wrenching i mean i mean it was very like just intense and frustrating just to kind of watch some of the the play by the clippers i mean only like they only really shot up to their potential in my opinion from the three-point line in, in today's game in game seven and then in game three as well when they needed it but I, I think they could have sh- played a lot better and they, they should have beat Dallas a lot easier than it, it took for them. But like you said, I mean, it could be kind of the push they need to propel them to play up to the potential against Utah, the one seed, going into this series. I mean, this series is going to look a lot different for them. I mean, this series, uh, Ibaka was pretty much non-existent, even though he played game one and game two. Zubak didn't really play at all. So and then they went to more of a small small ball type of lineup and you, that kind of hurt them a little bit today in game 7 because the Mavs uh dominated the boards uh they got a lot of second chance points Boban <laughs> looking like an all-star looking I know man. I was watching the game yeah he's <laughs> back and shit like that but hey, he came out to play game 7 he knew well Yeah I mean not even just as a scorer and rebounding I mean he set up a lot of guys he set up Porzingis I think like on two like screen roll dunks, so you got to give him credit. I mean, you got to give the Mavs credit. Uh, they played their hearts out. You got to give Luca all the credit in the world. I mean, he's a bona fide superstar. He's looking to oh, time yeah. to be a future perennial All Star, uh, future MVP for sure. I mean, and oh, then sure. you've never really seen like premier free agents go to Dallas. So hopefully he can uh, that can that tide can kind of change for him. And he can get like a good second star because Porzingis is not really it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, he can't be the, the second star on the championship team for sure. I just don't see he could be like that third, like a Lamar Odom type. Yeah. You know? So we'll we'll see what what free agents in the next co- coming seasons uh, want to kind of join Luca because I think he's a, he's a bona fide star. He's unselfish. He he gets his other teammates involved. He's. Uh, he's a tough player. I mean, he, he's still has obviously game areas of his game to improve on, mainly free throw shooting, defense, and then I think he can th- shoot the three ball what three ball better as well. So let's see how he kind of uh, improves those areas of his game, and then what Mark Cuban can do and the Mavs front office in getting him a bona fide, legitimate 
a second superstar. So. Yeah, we'll see, man. But uh, yeah, they they got the future MVP right there, man. Twenty two years old, crazy, lights out, man. Yeah, twenty two years old. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, it's gonna be fun to watch him going forward. It's already fun to watch him play. But yeah, going back to this series, Clippers Jazz. Uh, I'm gonna say Clippers in seven. Uh, I think the Clippers kind of uh, have a different look in this series, and I think uh, the Jazz are going to be tough. The Jazz, uh, like the last few years, you've seen them kind of as a more of like a defensive power team, like the control the pace. But last season and kind of this season, last season they they were unfortunately had uh, Boyan Bogdanovich go down before the playoffs, and then they lost a three one series lead to the Nuggets. So. They both both of these teams lost three one series lead to the Nuggets last season. Oh yeah, I remember so, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nuggets uh, went back to back series going down. Yeah, 3-1. so that that's kind of like both of these teams kind of like have a sour taste in their mouth from their their last year's playoff result. So it should be a fun series. And then, like I said, for the Jazz, they're more very like high powered offensively now with Conley, Mitchell, Boyan. Uh, Royce O'Neal, Rudy Gobert, Derek Favors, so Jordan Clarkson, former Laker. So they have a lot more offensive firepower. They play with faster pace now from what I've seen from them in the three or four last three or four seasons. So it should be a fun series. They Both both teams shoot the three ball very well. I think the Clippers, uh, something like five or six guys shot over 40% from the three during the regular season. They as a team shot 42% from the three during the regular season. They only hit that mark, I think, twice against Dallas. So, and Utah shot the lights out in game two and three, I believe, against Memphis. So, it should be a fun, exciting, high tempo series. And then I think Zubak will get more time. Hopefully, Ibaka is healthy. He he's I think he's going to be a big factor for them in this series, uh, going up against Gobert and Favors, the Utah big men. But ultimately, yeah, I think Beverly uh, was pretty much unplayable in this series just because Luka was so big and he was toying with him. I think he has uh, a better shot to kind of uh, limit Donovan Mitchell. I mean, he's not going to limit him completely. Donovan Mitchell's a bona fide superstar as well, in my opinion. And he he's 6'4", and he's strong. But he's not as tall and as big as Luka. So I think Beverly will play a little bit. Uh we saw playoff Rondo for a little bit in the first round. I mean, but he yeah, kind of they're not he, utilizing him too much. Honestly. Yeah, they're not they but, they're not utilizing him too much just because I think Tyron Lue, yeah matchups. He wanted I think more shooting that they needed kind of against Matt, the Mavs in Game Seven, and then I think uh, Rondo. I mean, even when he was out, I mean, he, I saw him miss like a lot of like easy layups and stuff. I mean, that's kind of like his bread and butter. He gets to the rim, uh, sets up other guys. He wasn't really setting up the other guys like the last three games of this series. So hopefully he can yeah. improve on that and play a bigger role as well. I mean, defensively and offensively for the, for the Clippers in this series against the Jazz. And the Clippers uh, still looking for their first uh, conference finals appearance for the, in their franchise history. So let's see. Oh, really? They never made it? I didn't even know. Yeah, they've never made it. They've never made the conference finals. Wow. So. And then, well, yeah, I mean, just like you see, I mean, since like they got Chris Paul, I mean, they've had these grueling like first round playoff series. I mean, in 2012, they won against seven against Memphis in 2014 against Golden State, 2015 against the Spurs, the defending champions in seven. So, I mean, 
let's see let's see how they fare against the Jazz in trying to get their first uh, conference finals appearance in, in franchise history. So, but I, I think I think it'll be a long series. It'll be a fun series. But I think the Clippers will come down and, and win it in seven games. I think the difference will be Kawhi and Paul George will be kind of the difference makers as opposed to the yeah, the Jazz. I think they only have really have one playmaker kind of down the stretch who can kind of create his own shot and create for others as well. In Donovan Mitchell, and then Paul George. I mean, I was not very happy with his play. I mean, he, defensively he was pretty good the last three games. Uh, offensively, he was horrible for five of the seven games. In my in my uh, opinion, in this series, he needs to be a lot better offensively. Uh, he he looked a, a little better as far as playmaking goes. So, but he needs to be more consistent for sure. That's kind of the the missing like peace and what from what we've seen from him the last like four or five playoff se- uh, runs that he's he's been on with Indiana Utah, Utah or Indiana Oklahoma City excuse me and now with the Clippers last season and this season he needs to be a lot better so what do you see from him uh, I mean kind of in this series what do you what do you think we we see from him I mean, going on past history honestly yeah I don't have much confidence of him uh, you know going by his nickname playoff P he might need to change his nickname for something else because pandemic really P for him. but <laughs> pandemic P <laughs> yeah but honestly if, if he plays to his potential which we know he can ball out if, I think they can wrap up the series you know I think that's one of the reasons why they didn't wrap up the series early because he like you said he played pretty bad overall yeah I mean outside of Kawhi I don't think any other player on the just throughout the entire Clipper team was very consistent in this series and then, yeah, I, yeah. And then Kawhi uh, was bad in Game Five, but that was pretty much just about it for for him in this series. So, yeah, he's been pretty good. Um, but, but yeah, I, I kind of I feel like this. How far the Clippers go is is all on Paul George, honestly. If he plays up to his pitcher, because I feel like with Kawhi, you're gonna know what you're gonna get with him. Right? Yeah, Kawhi, you you pretty much you get what you see. You you see what you're getting. I mean, you get what you see from him. And then Paul George is kind of like. Up and down. I mean, he needs to be more up in this series for the Clippers to ha- have a chance. At, I think I think he will be. I mean, in, in four of the seven games, uh, in t- uh, uh, that's all I'm asking for, Paul George. Just double it up. <laughs> you, you had two good games against the Mavericks. I'm asking for four now against uh, the Jazz. So let's let's see if he can do it. I, I think he can. Because I, I think he'll have kind of a better matchup as well going up against Boyan or Royce O'Neal. So... I think so, man. He should, you know, he should, but we'll see. But yeah, just, I mean, it's just very, very, it's just fucking frustrating to watch him sometimes as a Clipper fan. I mean, he's just very, like, loosey-goosey with the ball in some of these, like, past games against the Mavs, the last three games. There's a lot of, like, stupid turnovers, and then a lot of just, like, like stupid, uh, like, stupid relapses on uh, a defense, like letting players cut to the the basket for easy dunks and stuff. So hopefully you can clean that up. I, I think you will. And I see the, uh, the Clippers winning in seven and moving on to their first conference finals in franchise history. Me too, honestly. Uh, I'm confident Clippers can take the series if they play up to the potential. But uh, we'll see, man. All right, for sure. No excuses for the Clippers, honestly. I think there yeah. should be no excuses for them. No excuses at all. I mean, after uh, the way they ended their season last year, I mean, and they're pretty much fully healthy, uh, other exactly. than maybe yeah. Serge Ibaka. 
let's see how what his status is is going into the series. But yeah, no excuses for sure. They gotta they gotta no put up or shut up. Man. No excuses, man. But we'll see what happens. Uh, when's when's game one on Tuesday? Game one's on Tuesday, yeah. And then there's only uh, I mean, pretty much every other day there's a game in this series. So. All right, right on, man. So yeah, should be, be a good fun. series, I think. Yeah, it'll be a fun series. Uh, so let's see. I, I I got the Clippers pulling it out in seven. You got them in six. We agree on that one. So th- that'll wrap it up for the Western Conference series. I gave my pick for the Eastern Conference series earlier uh, uh, on the podcast I did a few days ago. I said no. I said Brooklyn in seven. Uh, Brooklyn's up one nothing in that one. So what do you think for that one? Well, I have Brooklyn winning. Okay. Um, I thought the Bucks would give them a good series, even with. With James Harden in the lineup, but I still see Brooklyn taking it six or seven. If I had to guess now, honestly, uh, I think it's just like you said, they have just too much playmakers, you know. Yeah. He's so good off the ball. Uh, but I'll say Brooklyn in six. Yeah, that was my reasoning. Even with Harden out now with that uh, hamstring injury, I, I still think Brooklyn. I. I just think they have more playmakers down the stretch, and I, I'm gonna stick with my Brooklyn in seven pick for, with that one. So. For the other series, uh, Atlanta won games, game one today, surprisingly, over Philly, even with Embiid playing with that torn meniscus uh, on balled. his right, right knee. He balled out, man. Yeah, he did ball out, yeah. And then the Philly didn't shoot the three ball well today, uh, and then I think the Hawks doubled him up on that, made 20 versus Philly's 10. I pick Philly to win in six, uh, either regardless of Embiid's health. I, I'm going to stick with that, Philly in six. Uh, I'll say the same, honestly. You you think Philly in six? Okay, so yeah, I I just can't see Atlanta winning them. Okay, you know, four out of seven times. So yeah, like Atlanta but, played like excellent today. Obviously, Trey Young led by him, and then John Collins was seven for nine, twenty one points. They shot the three ball very well. Uh, is that something that they can sustain? You think or no? I don't know. They've been hot, man. So we'll see, but uh, I think they could. But okay. I don't, at the end, I don't think with Embiid, you think they'll still take it even if Embiid out? Uh, I think Philly wins whether Embiid play like, like plays like like healthy or not. Yeah, but so I I, I like Philly. Just I think they can kind of neutralize Trey Young a little more moving forward in the series with Seibel, uh Ben Simmons, Danny Green, uh, Tobias Harris. So yeah. I and I just think I think uh, Doc Rivers will figure something out for the kind of the Ben Simmons uh, like fouling strategy that they they kind of employed today and then I don't think Atlanta will outshoot Philly from the three point line on a consistent basis yeah. that's that's kind of what That was a crazy ending today though I, I yeah, was watching that it was, was, that was mean, crazy man they had opportunities Philly almost yeah got their way they back in the game up. and almost won yeah so yeah but uh yeah, I still like Philly, though, like you said, even with a hobble. I mean, I'm surprised. First game back, he has a torn meniscus, right? He has a torn meniscus. I, I know personally how how painful that can be. So. And, man, still, what, he had, like, what, 39 points or something? 39 points, 9 rebounds, yeah. Jeez, man. That was, yeah, but, I, I mean, they're doing the hack-a-ben thing now. He just can't yeah. shoot the damn ball. Hack-a-ben, yeah. That's the the one area, and their teams are very, like, honing in on it, and, that's kind of an area in today's game that's can be a, a very big deficiency and can can be a very big detriment to your team. So, and which which it was today. So, 
Yeah, I, I think he only made like what one or two free throws. Yeah, he made three but, three for ten from the free throw line, and then seven for seven from the field. Uh, so, but no jump shots. I'm assuming <laughs> I didn't see. Yeah, I mean, but, he, yeah. he he pretty much lives within fourteen feet and in. So, yeah, it, a jump shot away from being like the next LeBron or something, man, or you know, to that level. But what was he uh, three or four years in now? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how, how when he's gonna actually get that, or I mean. Because I mean, he doesn't even attempt threes, not yeah. let alone make them. So I, at, at this point, honestly, you know, like he should have some sort of a consistent and mid-range jumper. But he, I don't think he's even taking them. Right? Yeah, he's uh, drafted in twenty sixteen, so this is his fourth full season, uh, fifth season overall. But yeah, fourth yeah. full season because he missed the first season with an injury. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I don't think they're going to the finals. I think Nets are going to the finals, and I wouldn't be surprised if they try to trade him. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, uh, I I, I don't really kind of want to throw this out there, but I mean, I could see a possible Paul George for a Ben Simmons scenario, so. Okay, say it again. I could see a possible Paul George for Ben Simmons trade, so. Damn, dude. That'd be crazy. <laughs> That'd be crazy. If I was clipping, I would do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I like think I would too. 30s. I mean, I've never really been a, a fan of Paul George as a Clipper fan, so. Yeah, it's... Um... I think he's... Is he going to be a free agent this year? He has, like, a player option? Who, like ben, Kawhi, right? Ben Simmons? No, no. Um, no, PG and Kawhi. No, pa- Paul George... Right? Kawhi has a player option, but Paul George ha- has a... Got a five-year, $200 million oh, extension or something like that. He signed, like he signed that. an extension? Yeah, he signed an extension, so... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, every offseason is exciting, but... As it comes to now, it's, to me, it's still in the next championship to lose. Even without, I think, James Harden, it should still be the favorites. Yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, probably going into this series, I mean, I, I'd say the Nets are probably the favorites, and then probably the Clippers are number two. Just kind of going yeah. into the, the conference semifinal series. If, if you would look at the odds, I haven't looked at the odds, I, that, but that's probably what I would say it was. The only kind of concern with Brooklyn is, like, the chemistry issues, the continuity and then kind of the some of the defensive stuff. So we'll see how they f- kind of fare with that against Milwaukee late yeah. late down the stretch in some of these games. I think I think well, who's Milwaukee's closeout team like? Milwaukee's uh, uh, closeout five. It's obviously the, their their best three players: Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, uh, Giannis, and then I would say PJ Tucker is the fourth, and then probably the fifth is probably I'd say Brooke Lopez or. Or it could be maybe Bobby Portis or who else? I mean, who else am I missing there? Maybe if they, man, these injuries, man. Maybe if they just, want shooting or something like a Pat Connaughton or something like that, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, these I mean, injuries, man. it seems so, like more and more, like, yeah, like survival of the fittest, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, pretty much, honestly. But it's part of the game. That's just how it is. I mean, yeah, what, that's just how it is. Like and, that, and, and these last two seasons, that's more how it is just because of uh, the pandemic and kind of the uh, uh, constrained uh, schedules and stuff like that, so. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Nets, man, I think it's their championship. All right, yeah, it should be a fun uh, conference semifinals round, a fun series in both the Eastern Conference and Western Conference. So that'll wrap it up for this edition of the Z-Ball Podcast. Uh, Jay, thank you so much for coming on. It's always a pleasure. Yes, sir. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoy all four conference semifinal series, and 
We'll be back to preview the conference final series in about two weeks.